everybody, and welcome to another episode of my JavaScript story. This week, we're talking to. Okay, let's let's. My my Norwegian is very weak, so Hokon Krook. That's a that's a seven out of ten. Not bad. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> I probably got like a six out of ten. Okay, so uh, yeah. Um, do you want to just uh, introduce yourself and let us know who you are? And yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so um, I'm uh, I'm, Håkon. I'm I'm the head of engineering at uh, at Crystallize, um, mm-hmm. and I'm a web performance enthusiast. Uh, I live in a small town in Norway with my wife and two kids, uh, four years and one year old. So there's you know it's busy days. Nice. If you're a front end developer looking for remote work, then I recommend G2I a React and React Native-focused hiring platform that will connect you directly with their clients that need your skill set. What makes G2i a unique hiring experience is that they spend the time marketing you to their clients of your choice. G2i is a team of engineers that technically vets you up front. If you pass their vetting, their clients have agreed to skip their initial interview process, saving you time and energy getting your next gig. They take care of all the hard work for you so you can get focused on development. To join G2i, go to g2i.co and apply. So uh, two kids, is that what you said? Yeah, that's right. Two kids. How old are they? Yeah. Uh, four years and uh, one, one year old. So. Aha. Uh-huh. Fun mm-hmm. ages. They, it is definitely fun. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, so my colleagues, they laugh at me when I, when I claim that I can relax at work, but that's not, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm actually, I'm actually relaxed at work because uh, because uh, at, at home it, it's full speed yeah. right no i get it my youngest is four so yeah yeah and, and, and that's that's definitely a fun age she says all kinds of funny stuff and yeah 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 and they're still kind of uh uh yeah honest at that age and <laughs> starting to starting to experiment with lying which i really like oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just wait till they get older. When my eight year old or 10 year old tell me, no, it ticks me off. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, where do you work and what do you do there? Yeah. So I, um, I'm working at Crystallize, which is a company that has uh, its headquarters here uh, Uh in our town. Um, And I'm the head of engineering, which means I'm, I'm managing a team of front-end and back-end developers, uh, nice. trying to to uh, to get our uh, headless PEM solution uh, in a in a pretty good uh, shape. So um, we're trying to sort of to do the same as Contentful and Sanity did for CMS. We're trying to uh-huh. do the same for for, for PEM. Uh, traditionally, like a very conservative uh, part of the web uh, industry. So we're trying to uh, turn it around and, uh, and make it fun. Right. So when you're talking PEM, is that like uh, encryption? Or? Yeah, no. Uh, no. So that's product information management. It's... <clears throat> oh. Uh, yep. Yeah. So imagine like Shopify, but you don't really have a front end. I got So um, yeah, a place to manage your, your, your e-commerce uh, uh, in the cloud, but you know, there's no front end that will leave that up to you. So you get to tailor make anything. Um, I gotcha. Your entire, you know, yeah, exactly. The, which I, in my eyes, uh, is the right approach. Cause, um, if everyone just keeps buying templates, uh, and using the same ones for 
every e-commerce. It's you know how you how are you going to stand out? How are you going to sort of win against your competitors? You need you need something. Uh, you need to be able to tailor make the experience. I I I don't know if I 100% agree with that. I think I think it depends. I mean, mm-hmm. if you need a specific kind of um, experience, then yes, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can go with a generic solution to make it work, um, if somebody runs across the same template somewhere else, this is probably not the end of the world. And you can usually customize the colors and look and feel enough to make it somewhat unique. But yeah, yeah. if yeah. if you've got some kind of, especially if you're dealing with um, items that are not in sort of the mainstream e-commerce uh, wheelhouse. So let's say you're selling really large items like cars or houses or you're, mm. you know, you're selling, you know, something that has a very specific use case like IOT solutions and things like that. Yeah. Then, then yeah, I could see going with something like crystallized because then you're not just, you know, it's not, okay, I'm going to place an order and it's going to show up in a box at my house, but you actually have an asset you're, that you're dealing with or something that you have to, set up and manage and run and yeah 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 definitely yeah for sure i mean this is not the this is not the solution for 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 most e-commerce this yeah. is like for the for the more ambitious ones uh, yeah if i'm selling t-shirts shopify's fine so true yes a hundred percent yeah yeah so that, cool. that's what i'm doing yeah so it's it's um it's actually as as close to my dream job as i could get um because I get a mix, uh, mix development, like specific, you know, specifically front end and, and JavaScript development, with mm-hmm. uh, with managing a, a team of awesome people. So, uh, and it's uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I would, ten years ago, I wouldn't even have been dreaming about this kind of job. Right. So uh, yeah. Very cool. Well, it sounds like something that I would love to play with, and probably will never have time to do so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like most honest, things out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's so much stuff out there that's just like, wow, that's amazing. I want to go fiddle with it. But yeah. Yeah. So, I know, I know. yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I kind of want to uh, dive into your story a little bit. How, how did you get into programming? Oh yeah. That's, um, I didn't get into programming, uh, until I was around 20, uh, 20 years old. So I was, uh, I was, uh, pretty late in the game, uh, to be honest. So I was, as a kid, I was, you know, computers for me, for me was just, you know, a place where I could play games, essentially. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember my, my dad brought in a computer. I didn't even know the brand because, you know, I didn't really care. Uh, right. But it, it could run some games and that was awesome. So me and my siblings, we were, we had a 45 minute uh, schedule. So we got 45 minutes every second day to play video. I to play uh, games on the computer. And we oh, had wow. this, yeah. So and we had this timer next to the next to the monitor. We would turn it on, and it would ring once our forty-five minutes were up. So I was <laughs> I was really frustrated, obviously, with with that uh, limit. Uh, so when I was uh, when I was fifteen, I, I got a job, and I was able to uh, earn to make uh, to to go and buy my first computer, um, and it was a big, big day. And I remember because I, I actually had the cash in my hand. I, I had all the cash needed to buy the computer in my hand. Mm-hmm. And I, I put it on desk and I got like the hardware and I was like, this is amazing. I can finally play the games now. But then, then something happened. I, I, 
yeah, obviously games were were fun, but I was I was more uh, interested in act, you know the, the pieces of, of of the computer, like the hardware. Uh, that really spoke to me. So uh, yeah, so from fifteen to twenty ish, I was doing uh, I was doing still games, but I was doing a lot of hardware. And I was like the hardware geek of the class. I was. I was getting real serious with uh, with what you can do with uh, with a computer in, in terms of overclocking and all that stuff because mm-hmm. you didn't have a lot of money, so you had to tune performance some other way. So right. yeah, um, so I was uh, I was uh, also doing um, uh, uh, case case modding, so making my own case and sort of trying to custom build everything, uh, which ended up actually I did a uh, a custom built case out of wood, which is a terrible material computer. <laughs> I was going to say, um, uh, it is. I mean, part of the reason they make them out of metal is because they transfer heat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this was, the, this was, but it was, you know, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know how to weld. So, well, yeah. I could, I could operate saw and all that. I mean, that was a lot easier. Uh, and and uh, you can make it look really nice. <laughs> yeah i could well yeah i don't know if it was really, yeah it was it was okay looking uh but i i was dead serious into tuning performance i had well you know you know water cooling uh pelter cooling on the cpu so it froze like minus uh like it was uh yeah really cold and all that but but it was uh yeah it got to a point where I had a custom built computer out of wood uh, in my room uh, with, that included a fridge, which not many computers have. Well, so, <clears throat> and I needed a fridge because I, I didn't want to go down to the kitchen to get, uh-huh. get cold beverages. So I want to build that into to the computer, which I did. Uh, and I built it in my room. And when I was done, I, it turns out it was too big for my door frame. So I couldn't get it out. And that was the whole purpose. I wanted to take it out on like LAN parties, like you need to meet friends, but I, I couldn't. It was, uh-huh. it was stuck in my room. Uh, yeah, anyways. But that was the first time I, uh, I got to experience web development because I wanted uh-huh. to show off this computer. So I made my first website. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. So there, you know, I had my first experience with HTML, CSS, and it was all made in frames back then. It was in the... Oh yeah, the good old days. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I, I, I you know, I, I didn't love the design, but uh, it was, uh, it was uh, easy enough to get started with, and 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 to me, yeah, I, I liked frames back then. That was that was good. Yep, yep. Um, so at the same time, I was doing uh, a lot of visual work, so cartoons uh, and uh, and drawing a lot. So when I was uh, researching what to do in college. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find something that would match the like the visual thing with the craftsmanship. So I wanted to right. to mix that together. And back then there wasn't really a good uh, good uh, you know degree I could I could choose from. I was, there was really nothing um, that spoke to me. So I ended up doing a bachelor's in embedded systems. Um, oh wow! So more, yeah, that was only because it had hardware in it. Mm-hmm. Like okay, I know hardware. I like that. So uh, that, I went for that, and that was so I was doing uh, FPGA programming and doing mm-hmm. like, down to bit level stuff. It was that was fun and and okay. But then we had a tiny like a micro uh, class in web development, 
and my mind was just blown. Yes, of course, I want to do this. This is exactly what I want to do. So I finished the bachelor's and I, I landed a job as a support agent, uh, debugging, debugging stuff on database level, which was probably the most boring thing I could ever have done. Um, <laughs> it's funny because so far I totally identify with this, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have a degree in computer engineering, right? So I took the embedded yeah. systems class and we programmed the FPGAs and, yeah. you know, yeah. built our own circuits and watched them not mm. do what they were supposed to do because yeah. we messed yeah. something up. And, and the exactly. debugging process was squinting at the way you set it up because there really wasn't a good way <laughs> to debug it. And, oh, the good old days. And then, yeah, when I graduated, I was doing uh, support for uh, online backup software. And uh, uh, I wound up hiring yeah. the team and running the team for about a year. But, yeah, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, the good thing about this was that it made me realize what I wanted to do. So yeah. I was in this job and I, and I thought to myself, well, this is not what I want to do. Uh, and then an opportunity uh, presented itself because my, girl, uh, my girlfriend, she got into med school in mm -hmm. a new country. Uh, we were living in Norway um, and she got, a, got into a, a med school in Denmark. So we thought, okay, let's just both move. And I made myself a go. So during uh, my, my girlfriend's studies, uh, which is around like six years, I would spend as much time as I, I possibly could uh, ensuring that once she was done with her degree, I was able to then uh, pursue a, uh, like a dream-ish kind of job. Right. Uh, so I set myself a time frame of six years to learn what I needed to learn uh, so that I was in a position later uh, to to uh, to really instead of just having some someone pick me for a job, I want to sort of mm -hmm. to turn the tables and say, okay, I, I you know I want to pick this job. Right. I want to I want to be uh, uh, the boss of, uh, of that decision essentially. So. Yep. Um, I tell so, people to do that in my book. How did you decide what you wanted? Well, for me, it was it was you know I wanted to do web development that I knew. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to do something visual still, uh, so that appealed right. to the front end side of things. Um, but apart, I mean, I'm, yeah, it's, it's um, back then front end was just, you know, front end, it was not, uh, you know, something big, you know, there was not a lot right. of frameworks, you know, there wasn't talk about the front of the front end and the back of the back, the back of the front end. It was like, you know, the front end, HTML and CSS, mm -hmm. you know, and some JavaScript, you know, wasn't that, you know, wasn't much to it, but I was, I was really dead set on, on making something visual, uh, with my career. So I wanted to, wanted to get into the visuals of the front end, essentially. Um, so I was, I spent every, uh, every sort of hour that she was studying back, uh, every evening, uh, after school, uh, I spent, them. Um, researching and uh, experimenting with, with front-end things. And I was lucky enough to land a, a front-end job at um, an e-commerce e e consultancy in, in the town where we lived. And, and uh, front-end was, was so new back then, I mean, the, the term front-end, that this front-end, oh, yeah. yeah, the front-end position, you know, was sudden, not something that anyone would advertise. So I, 
I showed up at this job interview and I was interviewing for a back-end position, which I didn't really want. And the interviewer was speaking Danish, which is not the same as Norwegian. Uh, I didn't get half of what, what she said and she didn't get, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And she didn't get half of what I said. Uh, but I was really passionate and I was really passionate about, you know, web development and, and specifically front end. So at the end of the interview, she, she asked me, okay, well, yeah, I'm not going to offer you this job, but I might be able to offer you something else. Oh, nice. And then, yeah. Then we sort of, you know, we initiated, uh, or created, uh, this new department, like the front end department in that company. Mm-hmm. There was none before. How that. long ago was this? Oh, that was 2000. And, what was that? Six, seven. Uh huh. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Cause so, I remember Joe Eames, who's a friend of mine was on JavaScript Jabber and stuff for a long time, probably 2010, 2011. I think he told me I want to be a front end developer full time. And I told him he was crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really was unheard of. Oh, you want to run our front end? You know, here's yeah. the CSS. Good luck. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really was, it was a horrible time to be a front end developer. Uh, because you had, I remember, uh, you know, back then you had, we had, we had projects that mm-hmm. in the contract said that, well, every browser needs to look the same, like you know, pixel perfect implementation. And oh, man. supporting stuff like IE5 and IE6, I remember it was, it was, it was terrible. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had, and so I remember specific, yeah, one, one specific thing we, we, we made a, uh, we made a, uh, a sort of generic web shop that would, would sort of uh, serve uh, roughly a hundred web shops, uh, just, you know, different theming in it. Right. Uh, and this was, this is, you know, this is decades before CSS variables. Uh, and this is, this is also a long time before you had something like Google fonts. Uh-huh. Um, but we, every, every individual shop needed their own font. And we couldn't, oh, yeah. we couldn't have a font face because that wasn't the thing. So, what do you do? Well, you make them out of images, right? Every <laughs> character is an image. <laughs> so, I never went that far. I hacked other things together with images, but not fonts. Oh, yeah, no, this is terrible. Yeah. And the performance was, was so bad. And, and the performance, like the development performance, like the speed of which, you know, uh, that, that we, we were having, you know, when we wanted to ship the features and all, it was so slow. Because for every small thing we had to change, we had to, you know, make images out of every single character. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think we limited ourselves to headlines and, uh, like, buttons and stuff, but, but still. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. So that was, uh, that was also when, when SAS first uh, was announced. Yep. Uh, and I remember that specifically. It was a, it was a, it was a morning, and I got this link from a designer friend of mine. Say, like, hey, have you heard of this thing, SAS? And I was opening up, and I was like, it's it's variables. You got CSS, and you got variables. <laughs> no, and I was I was so happy. I I think I almost cried. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, I sh- I shouted out of the office, and people come came like rushing rushing to my desk, looking like what. What's up? Like, what do you have? Like, what's so, what's so, what's so good? And I was, and I was pointing at like CSS variables. I can do that. I can do like real stuff now. Yeah. And they were all like shaking their hands, like, okay, well, whatever. Um, but it was a really exciting time. 
and once I mean obviously uh, more front end uh, frameworks came along, you know the more exciting it uh, it, mm-hmm. uh, it got. And then so at the you know the company we were doing got net development, so every you know everything from good old you know web forums to to uh, MVC and all that, um, which isn't really suited for uh, for you know really you know passionate front end devs. It's yeah, you're kind of limited by the technology essentially. So I got really excited when uh, when uh, Node was released because <clears throat> Node was you know you know just brought the opportunity to to easily create tooling for the front end. Um, so we all of a sudden had a bunch of new tools to play with mm-hmm. and also make ourselves. So, uh, and eventually React was released, which was awesome, uh, except I couldn't use it at my job. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah. were doing, we were doing e-commerce solutions uh, that needed to be rendered on the server. And that wasn't really something you did with React in the beginning. Right. So I was just... I was just at my desk doing MVC stuff and I was looking at, you know, online at people that was able to use React and actually, you know, have fun at their jobs. I was like, oh man, I, I really want this. Oh, those people <laughs> that enjoy their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Sentry.io. Recently, I came across a great tool for tracking and monitoring problems in my apps. Then I asked them if they wanted to sponsor the show and allow me to share my experience with you. Sentry provides a terrific interface for keeping track of what's going on with my app. It also tracks releases so I can tell if what I deployed makes things better or worse. They give full stack traces and as much information as possible about the situation when the error occurred to help you track down the errors. Plus, one thing I love, you can customize the context provided by Sentry. So, if you're looking for specific information about the request, you can provide it. It automatically scrubs passwords and secure information, and you can customize the scrubbing as well. Finally, it has a user feedback system built in that you can use to get information from your users. Oh, and I also love that they support open source to the point where they actually open source Sentry if you want to self-host it. Use the code devchat at sentry.io to get two months free on Sentry's small plan. That's code devchat at sentry.io. I'm curious as, as we dive into this, I mean, you know, you talked about Node and tooling and things like that. And with a front-end focus, I mean, that's a lot of how you look at Node, right? It's the, the packages you get from Node and the way that you build yeah. things using Node and, you know, the yeah. way that you can kind of pre-process a lot of this stuff. I mean, originally the SAS preprocessor was written in Ruby and then it was, yeah. you know, ported to, I think, C. Mm-hmm. And then, the, you know, Node has bindings down to the C library, as does Ruby mm-hmm. now and a whole bunch yeah. of other languages that use it. So, you know, that makes sense. Like the, the, the node stuff, it's like, you know, that makes sense, you know, and you pick up uh, JavaScript cause you're working on the front end, even though JavaScript was painful back then. Um, mm-hmm. But what, what was it about react that really drew, drew you in? Oh, it's, it was, you know, the only sensible way to compose UI to me. Um, well, to at the time that it came yeah. out, I mean, we already had angular, we already had mm-hmm. like, backbone and knockout which yep. had kind of faded a bit at that point um, yep. i remember sitting down with ryan florence at the time who was big into ember when i mm-hmm. knew him well and uh we were at a javascript conference we'd all gone out for sushi and he was telling us ember's garbage you know <laughs> angular's garbage it's it's react react is amazing right and yeah. you know so I, I saw people going through this but yeah you know it seemed like the only sensible way to do things but why 
Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, I mean, we're, if, you, if you're trying to describe, a, you know, a UI and an interactive UI, you, you really need something else than HTML as your base, right, to describe mm-hmm. that. Yep. So I was, I was experimenting with, with uh, yeah, with Knockout, with, uh, with Angular, with all these guys. I was like, it's okay. It's only slightly better than MVC in what I'm currently doing. Except I'm obviously it's all client side and it's uh, it's like a whole different thing. But still, it wasn't uh, like DX wise, like developer experience wise. I wasn't really sold on any of them until React came along. I was like, okay, this is the thing. This this is really good. Uh, and it was also about sort of because it was so simple to to get the, the like the internals. I I could look at the code and I could see well. I get how they made it. I mean, I could see how mm-hmm. this would work. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then with uh, stuff like uh, like Angular, you would look at the you, you would look at the um, directives and the and the, and the HTML with the custom for thing with for loops and all mm-hmm. in it. Okay, well, okay, sure. I can sort of see how they do it, but it's like oof, it feels so um, wrong, kind of to to code that way to be for me at least. But I, I was sort of battling the rest of my company because it was really back and heavy and mm-hmm. everyone else was loving Angular and was sort of shouting to the front end of, so, come on guys, you need to use this. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, no, it's, we don't think so. <laughs> Please come up. No, no, no. I was like, no. Um, so uh, we, we started to use React for, for non-front facing things. Uh, essentially, right internal tools and, uh, and like back office application. That was, mm-hmm. uh, that was okay. But uh, you know, the, the front, like the customer e-commerce front was still not uh, React. We just couldn't do it uh, a lot until .NET Core came along and had some okay uh, ways to do server-side rendered React. And yeah, right. so then we started, you know, for real experiment, you know, experimenting and, uh, and, uh, and actually using React for that too. That was about the time I left. So I, I, <laughs> I think uh, I was I was like the I was like the the the, the man in front with the banner, uh, mm-hmm. you know, shouting React really loudly and, and and promoting it to be a part of the front of the e-commerce system. Then, then once they landed, like accepted that and made the the first couple of, of implementations, then my my wife. Who, yeah, we we married at uh, during our Denmark uh, stay, and then uh, she was done with her degree. So we moved back to Norway. So I didn't, I don't really know how how uh, how it is today. Uh, with, uh, yeah. with, uh, but but anyways, it was to front end today is so radically different than it was yes, it just is. five years ago. I was going to uh, say you're you're talking four or five years ago if you're talking about when .NET Core was released. I was at Microsoft exactly. Build when they did it, and Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just like, oh, this is not. I mean, it was open source. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, it was. It was really. I, I really was, you know, enjoying that time because uh, I could see the the positive change in the uh, in the development landscape from the Microsoft <laughs> point of view. It was. Uh, it was actually pretty good. Yep. So, so. So, how did you wind up at Crystallize then? Okay. Yeah. So at that time, I would. Uh, you know, I, I was pretty confident about my skill set. I was, uh, mm-hmm. I was, you know, uh, I did spend a lot of time uh, 
coding on my free time and researching stuff, trying out things, uh, which I brought into work. So I was investing a lot of time um, during those uh, six years um, in order to up my game, essentially. Um, and then when I when we moved back uh, and I was applying for jobs, it was it was clear that okay, well, I'm actually now at the position where I can pick instead of. Uh, just uh, you know, seeing who would want to hire someone like me, I was uh, I was actually able to to uh, filter out some stuff and uh, eventually rather than uh, in, uh, crystallize. I was originally just a you know uh, just I was originally a front end developer at Crystallize and then quickly advanced. So now uh, it's uh, head of engineering, but it's uh, it's still a lot of a lot of development mm-hmm. uh, still, and I want to keep it that way. Right. Yeah, I'm still too much of a, you know, you know, I want to make things. Uh, And I think if I was born a hundred years ago, I would be like a carpenter or something. I would be super happy doing that too. Um, And when I do. Building those Viking ships and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm probably more (laughs) than a hundred years ago, I guess. But yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, you you get in the, you know, into the zone sometimes when you. Yeah. just you know i just love the times when i do that i just you know i got into the, to, to the zone today because i'm trying to tune the the, the company website because we want we want a hundred a hundred on paid spit insights mm-hmm. for uh for our websites like we we don't want to be under that and i was getting into the zone it was good and that doesn't happen a lot for me and uh when i program these days it happened a lot you know, back in when I was uh, yeah, twenty five ish or something that happened all the time. But but now it's uh, becoming a, like a more rare occasion. Uh, but when I do stuff like carpeting, that happens really quickly. Uh, so I think to me, it's all about sort of I want to make things. Yeah, essentially, I'm a maker. Uh, that makes sense. Thanks to yeah. So I I you know just still want to continue pursuing that in my career somehow. But I am currently at my dream job now, so I see no reason to do something else. Right. Yeah. And I still get to, to pursue some visuals. Um, so, I mean, I don't design anything, but we have a weekly cartoon that we, uh, that we uh, launch at the company. So I'm uh, contributing with uh, ideas and, uh, and some drawings to my illustrators so that I can make those cartoons. Awesome. That is, uh, that is actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds it's, fun. Yeah. It's way harder than programming, but it's it's fun. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I mean my outlet, nobody's read any of it, but my outlet is <laughs> writing fiction, right? And uh-huh. uh yeah, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, you know, I just I want I kind of want to make things, you know. In this case, I'm kind of making up a world and anyway, I I I totally get it, right? It's it's, you know, I, I, I want to create it. And yeah, it's a lot harder and probably yeah. mostly because I'm just not as practiced at it, but yeah. 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 That might be. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but I am, um, uh, apart from, uh, carpeting, uh, trying that out on my spare time, which I'm not really mm-hmm. good at. I am really fanatic about performance and I am, I'm, I'm thrilled that so many other people are right now too. Uh, mm-hmm. so it didn't, you know, five, 10 years ago, this was a, this was you know, something no one talked about. Like front end performance was that, 
Uh, we can optimize yeah. the, you know, SQL queries and all that. Yeah, we need to get those milliseconds down. But front end, ugh, no, who cares? And uh, and in the end, it's it's what matters. And yeah, I, have I was going to gonna say, big, yeah, these days for Google, it's the only thing that counts. So <laughs> true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I want to. I mean, I was really happy when um, uh, when we got uh, you know more you know tools uh, metrics front like performance metrics that, that also spoke to to management. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was I, I think I was I was trying to convince my boss back in the days that we needed to improve our time to interact. Yeah. And and that's so hard to sell. It's it's terribly. I mean, you 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 really need to be a developer to 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 get it. And now when we have stuff like page speed insights and stuff that just gives you a score mm-hmm. from one to hundred. Ah, it's just so much, so much easier for us than us. You can just point to that and say, hey, guy, we, we need at least 50. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. Very cool. So um, I want to ask a little bit about, you know, head of engineering because yep. that's a different job from, you know, senior developer or whatever, right? Because you're in a leadership position, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing management tasks along with your development tasks. If you even get to yeah. do development tasks in certain companies. Mm-hmm. So, so what does yeah. that look like for you and how do you juggle all of the different responsibilities that come with that? Well, uh, I would say about half the time I, I manage, uh, uh-huh. manage, I mean, not just, <laughs> I, uh, so half the time it's like, you know, admin work, uh, Prioritizing tasks, uh, you know, talking to my, uh, t- talking to the, uh, to the CDO and, uh, and ensuring that we do the right things right. Um, and ensure that I keep the team on a performing track so that we don't spend time on unnecessary things. Uh, I find myself sometimes having to put on uh, the, you know, management hat and say, oh, we can't do this fun feature right now because we have something boring we have to do first which kind of sucks because I know how it is to get a message. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it is necessary. Uh, in, in the end, it's, it's about uh, me, you know, making a company uh, successful. But um, the rest, you know, the other half uh, is, is usually development time uh, for me. So, and I, I really, I think I really need uh, to be able to, uh, to make things though. Um, but it's, um, it is not as, you know, fun and glorious as some people might see it. It's, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of the tasks that I do are like, well, I have to do this. Uh, you know, you know, making sure we have a decent, uh, uh, you know, you know, having meetings with uh, you know department uh, seniors to make sure that we make the right technology choices. Uh, right. And uh, getting all the stakeholders in, it's like, uh, it's kind of mixed now with politics and, uh, yeah, and being sort of trying to make, being a friend to everyone. It's it's different. But I guess that's, uh, you know, something you learn from. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what kinds of things are you working on these days? Like, what's what's your project now then, if you're building, maybe building outside of work? Currently, I have... Uh, as you we were asking about outside of work, I don't really have time. Either one. 
<laughs> so at at work, we're still trying to uh, to take Crystallize to a, a level where it can really shine. Uh, mm -hmm. It's 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 a really good uh, it's a it's at a really good state right now. But we want to add a bunch more features to it that makes it super cool for front end developers to get started with. Uh, we're doing a lot of um, supporting you know marketing kind of things, which I don't really like to do. But it's really valuable, so we do it. Mm -hmm. um, then uh, in the few hours I have in my spare time, I love getting you know getting into performance, web performance essentially. So now my latest uh, my latest uh, fun side project is doing uh, doing uh, a Preact project uh, mm -hmm. where it's you know doing doing without any bundlers or transpilers or anything. It's pure. <laughs> Pure, uh, <laughs> pure JavaScript to the browser, essentially. I mean, ES modules all the way and all that. So much fun. And it, yep. something that I would, you know, as a, if I was a new developer coming in today, like a junior developer, I would really like to see that version of the web development instead of seeing the, the whole webpack bubble kind of side of things, because that's just confusing yep. for, for people coming into this industry. Very cool. So, yeah. Yeah, but I get. Well, I'm 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 really happy that I was able to invest the time I did back when I didn't have kids. Because now, when I do have kids, I, <laughs> it's harder to find the time. Yeah, that I understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Well, um, if people want to find you online or get in touch with you, what are the best ways to do that? Oh yeah, well, I am on, uh, on Twitter. I guess I could, um, uh, and then my my DMs are open if you want to ask questions. But it's. Um, we, I do a lot of blog posting. We do that on the company website. Um, but uh, Twitter is definitely the best place to, to find me. Awesome. Do you want to just put a link to your Twitter account in the chat and we'll get it in the yeah. show notes? Yeah. Yeah. Well done. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do some picks. Do you have something ready or do you want me to do it first? I, well, I have a couple. Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, I have a good oldie one. Uh, that's something that was, you know, really happening when I was trying to navigate uh, web protocols and performance, like the fundamentals for for web. And that's Ilya Grigorik's um, high performance uh, browser networking. Um, uh -huh. Not sure if you have read it. I haven't. It, no, it's it, it's all about how to optimize for uh, for uh, for Wi-Fi, for for three G, four G, how those different mm -hmm. networks work. Uh, and uh, it's it's a really wonderful reading if you're into stuff like uh, network performance specifically for for the browser, uh, and it's really val valuable today. And uh, it was a real help for me uh, in order to, to to level up that side of uh, my game. And uh, another one which I just stumbled over today, which it, it's, a, it's you know a site called tinyhelpers.dev. Uh huh. That's just a says it's a collection of free single-purpose online tools for web developers, and it's a really good collection of things. Stuff like um, if you want to download Google Fonts locally, uh, they have a link to that. If you want to do some uh, uh, color manipulation, but you don't really want to have a big app for that there's just a bunch of online tools that you can use and they have you know uh have it all in one place really valuable that sounds really cool i'll have to check that out if you put links to those in the chat too then we'll get them in the show notes um 
I've got a couple of picks here. So the first pick that I'm going to shout out about is um, I've been getting into sales tools lately and mostly it's because I've been, you know, selling podcast sponsorships and things like that. Um, so one that I just um, signed up for and I'm kind of getting finalized uh, to get rolling. It's a tool and a service. So there are people working there that, that do it, but they have automation tools that they're running. It's called Cleverly, cleverly.co. And um, what they do is they reach out to people on LinkedIn and help you find your, uh, your target folks for sales. And they, they put you in touch there. And then um, another one that I've, I've had a bit of luck with as well is uh, I, I do a lot of prospecting on LinkedIn. And a lot of these tools came out of an episode on Freelancer Show that I think goes out next week as we record this. So it'll already be out. It's the one with Felipe Milan, but we, uh, I've been using scrab, scrab.in and what it does is it actually goes and crawls through LinkedIn and visits all of the profiles of all the people that you search for. And then, um, you can actually export a list of the people that have visited and you can drop that into findatlead.com and uh, it will give you email addresses. And then of course I can email those folks and see if they're interested in sponsoring podcasts. So. Nice. Anyway, um, that's made that a whole lot easier. And then of course I've been hiring people to help me find uh, sponsorship leads as well. So hmm. yeah, lots of stuff going on there, but yeah, that, those are kind of the things that I've been messing with the most lately. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming and uh, chatting with us for 45 minutes. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'll go ahead and uh, wrap us up. But thank, thanks again. And uh, max out, everybody. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.